Yenacast, 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 Yenacast. Hi everyone and welcome to our third episode of Yenacast. Today, Addie and I are interviewing our sisters, Anna and Miller, on what it's like to be a student in the current context. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having us. So from a student's perspective, how have you found um, learning in these new conditions? You know, it's obviously a bit more challenging than being back at school, but there are lots of positives and negatives to it. Being a Year 11 student, it's been a lot more challenging than I would have thought, but we're getting there. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, just like the social aspects that we're missing out on, like not being, not being able to chat with people in class and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Anna, you're a VCE student um, being in year 11. What subjects have you found the most challenging doing online? Um, most of my subjects have actually been okay because they're pretty textbook reliant. So that's been all right. But I'm doing Italian. So that's been pretty challenging. Um, having conversation online and even doing sacks, like I had two sacks yesterday and they were just just not as great as you would have had thought and been at school. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I do French and it's, it's really hard getting that um, conversation going in class online. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I've, I'm finding the same, I don't do a language, but for classes like English, just trying to get that um, class conversation and discussion flowing has been fairly difficult. But um, there are, we do have resources that are working well. So Collab Docs um, and, yeah, just, just so students can type and on, the, on the doc at the same time and share their ideas. That's what been working pretty well. Yeah, I know in my English class they've split us into, like, group channels so you can go off into groups and analyse parts of the books and then come back and have a class discussion. That's been actually quite helpful. Yeah. 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 Miller, what have you found challenging? Um, it's hard to get, like, a quality class discussion online and it's yeah. it's hard to, like, you know, but it's okay. Get that involvement yeah. of everyone? Yeah. Um. What have you found that um, has worked well in classes that have used textbooks and that don't necessarily need that class discussion? Um, I found that if the teacher just sets work at the beginning of the class and has like a clear outline of what they're expecting us to do, and obviously having that little class discussion at the beginning, but if we just go off and do our set work answering questions from the textbook, it's actually okay. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to be clear in what you need to do because, like, in a classroom you can just put your hand up. It's a bit different here through a screen. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this whole thing also has um, positives to it. Like, I know I won't take my education for granted after this and I won't take, um, you know, catching up with teachers at lunchtime to go over questions and... Um, getting help from my peers and stuff, I won't, I won't take that for granted again. So what, what are the other positives that you think will come out of this experience? Um, it just proves how lucky we are and even to see our friends every day, like we don't even realise. You mean yeah. like lucky before quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and even I think we're lucky to be given the chance to become more independent in our learning. Like we've had to figure out things by ourselves being at home. And I think that it's important that we become more independent and not reliant on our peers and teachers all the time because in uni we're definitely by ourselves for most of the time. So, yeah, I think that's been a positive. What about you, Anna? Um, Another positive I would have thought would be just having... Like, we have those 15-minute breaks in between. Obviously, that's because we're on a screen all day, but it's just being able to um, work at our own pace and get um, just have more times to complete some things. Obviously, it's a bit more challenging with having maybe some more homework and things or having to set things out differently, but you have you can organise yourself much differently. Yeah, definitely. And that's it's that lit- little bit of extra time if you need to finish a task... Yeah. Or if you've, do, if you've done everything, it's just good to have a break. Yep. Um, so the way our day is structured at Siena is we'll, we'll have period one and two um, with a 15-minute break in between, um, recess, and then the same thing for period three and four, and then lunch, same thing for period five and six. Um, so, yeah, so you guys really like the 15-minute break in between? Yeah, I think it's really good. Um. Yeah, and also I'm really enjoying that we now have um, well-being, wellness sessions um, structured into our timetable and house assemblies and things like that. So we get to communicate with the girls in our houses, in our homerooms, about how everyone's going. And, yeah, just touching base has been really good. Yeah, it's been really good. So there is, there's still that sense of community. It's just all virtual. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we're really lucky to have support online by Sienna Central about there's a lot of pages up there if we need help or support. Yeah. We're very lucky about that. All right, guys. Thank you for chatting with us. Oh, good. Anytime. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Emma Veal and we're keeping it veal. Liz Veal, my mother, how are you today? Great, Emma. How are you going? I'm good, you know, just doing school stuff and everything. So, as a mother in the coronavirus, how are you coping with uh, the measures that have been given out to us? Well, I think the school has provided as much support as is possible. It's an unprecedented situation and uh, I've got um, Sienna and Marcelin as part of our school communities and I think that the teachers are working really hard to adapt to the environment and it's tough for the students as well. So as a parent, um, it's about supporting what can be done, what not what must be done. All right. And, yeah, the um, the change to online school has been a difficult one for most, but the schools have all made it very easy um, and have supported the students really well. Uh, so what, what's been the most difficult thing about uh, online learning for you and the coronavirus? Uh, I think that we are all home together but doing our own things. I'm working full time and I'm on 
um, the phone and in video meetings um, a lot more than I would normally be. So it is tiring um, because you're having to sort of be on um, for longer periods of the day and for um, as a parent supporting children at school, it's about um, just helping them feel okay about the general situation and okay about what they're able to output um, from with their schoolwork. So what's really missing, I suppose, is the, um, the feeling of physically being part of a school community. So that must be pretty tough. And so we try and create our own little coronavirus community at home. Right. Yeah, I will say that it's, it has been hard trying to separate school from home. But having a supportive system, like my parents, has been really good in adjusting to our current situation. So that's been fantastic. Uh, It has been really good to take time out of what usually is a busy school and life situation and just being able to relax and do other things and puzzles and games and walks and everything. It's been just good to be present with my family instead of having to rush and go places and do other things. All right, Liz, Mum, what are you looking forward to after this is all over? Um, I think doing something together as a family other than going for a walk um, and being a family together with other families and extended members of our own family. So getting together with family and friends, that's the biggest thing. And back to a routine. Yeah. I think the routine thing is definitely something that everyone's struggling with as, I mean, jobs have been put on hold and many other activities and different things have been put on hold for everybody. So I think as soon as that all goes back to normal, everyone will be a lot happier and everything will just be a lot better for everybody. All right. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. This has been Emma Veal with Keeping It Veal with my guest star, Elizabeth Veal and my mother. Veal out. This is Kayla and Emily with Project Loud. So today, amid the circumstances, we would like to dedicate the segment to the class of 2020. And of course, we just have to say that we can't speak on behalf of all year 12s as everyone in their own circumstances will share different experiences. So we're really just sharing our own truths today. Yeah, we kind of wanted to approach today's podcast from a timeline perspective. So let's bring it right back to the beginning. Walking down the halls of our new primary schools, our parents parting us with hugs as we started our first day of school. We created new friendships. We had play dates. We were so innocent and we're yet to discover our place in the world. Skip forward to 2014, the year of our graduation. Emotional farewell speeches preparing us for the dive into the uncharted waters of high school. We were sad to leave our friends behind, but eager to enter the next chapters of our lives. Then 2015 comes around and it's our first day all over again. This time we are hopefully old enough to remember how it went. I came up to Emma on the first day of orientation and it's crazy to think we are still friends now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we've been friends for that long, but um, (laughs) it's crazy because I remember looking at the year 12s, daunted at the mere prospect of a year 12, you know, the whole 
end of your schooling career type jazz anyways I was also thinking how it seemed so far away they looked so big and that they had their lives together and honestly I felt like an awkward shy year seven (laughs) yeah same and I guess then we struggled through our first exams together our first arguments maybe experienced our first parties first school camps Sierra in the city iconic (laughs) social and formal the list goes on can you believe that we can't do most of these things now, like social and formal. By the way, shout out to Year 11. Sorry if it's a sensitive topic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we had our first day of Year 12. We got to experience the common room, the iconic pyjama party. <laughs> and I guess that more or less brings us to where we are right now. Okay, and okay. luckily we are sort of moving into normality again where we can start to do these things if you think about it. Yeah, I heard this whisper that the restrictions are starting to change. By the time this podcast is released, who knows where we'll be? Yeah, and I definitely think it will kind of be weird heading back to this normal um, life again because, you know, at school it would be so good seeing everyone and the social aspect is something I'm really looking forward to. Um, But I've definitely learned to enjoy the perks of isolation and online learning. I guess, you know, being able to take those breaks, which I'm really lucky to be able to have. Um, And it gave me a new sense of independence about structuring my own day, which, you know, at the start of isolation I thought – wow, I, I feel like I, I don't have any freedom. I don't have my independence because I can't go out and enjoy the things that I usually would that would give me that sense of independence. But then I guess, I don't know if this is making sense, but I, I learned how to redefine that independence. Yeah. Sense that I could, you know, choose what I did every day and have flexibility and, um, and yeah, structure my own day, which I actually really learned to enjoy. Yeah, I loved that um, I didn't have to wake up at 6, 6.30 in the morning anymore <laughs> to travel to school. Um, but for me, I found this isolation has allowed me to take a moment and sit back because I found that everything was moving really fast and was quite coming, like becoming overwhelming as I had some big changes in my life personally where I decided to really switch around my normal routine. And personally, I really struggled with change and moving into new things. So this period of isolation has given me a time to focus on myself and really just develop skills to deal with these new changes when we are out of isolation, but also in isolation. Yeah, 100%. What actually did help you with the change? (laughs) Um, Well, any worry I had at the back of my mind, I was avoiding and I actually had to start confronting it. So usually sometimes I could distract myself by going out with my friends and doing my usual routine like with dance. However, in isolation, you don't really have those luxuries and you had to start becoming your own sort of outlet with dealing with it front on, you know. So um, it was quite difficult at the start because I fell in a bit of a habit of doing nothing. Like I was lying in bed and just trying to avoid all these worries I had. But I had to move into a mindset where I was trying to move forward and strengthening my mental fitness. So I would take dance classes online and I would start working out and doing things that I know would better myself. Yeah, I I see that. And honestly, I've just picked up on your use of mental fitness, which I think is a really interesting and constructive way to refer to mental health and something that as you 12s, we should really look into. Sometimes I see myself treating myself as a machine that I, you know, I have to get X amount of work done and, you know, I've just got to do this and this and this. And I forget to realize that breaks are so important for strengthening your mental fitness. Because if you think about it in terms of a physical fitness perspective, you know, whether you're just going for a run or an intense workout, you know, I don't know if you've got any marathon um, people out there, but, you know, whatever it may be, 
the cool down or the, the bath or, you know, stretching or even having rest days, those activities are equally as important as your training days so that you can maintain a long-term fitness. Yeah. And so with year 12 and everything that we're battling right now with isolation, I guess I've just learned that I have to tap in with myself and, and take a break and create um, outlets for myself that I would usually have without isolation, you know, like going to see friends. I had to redefine that. Um, and honestly, Kayla, you reminded me of this the most because um, I think it was a week ago, the night before my French sack, it was around, you know, 9 p.m. I'd planned to do another practice test, but then I just was lying down on my bed and I was <laughs> I was just over it, I guess. I just wanted to take a break and be off you know, be off duty for the rest of the night. And I just, I remember saying to you how guilty I felt. Yeah. And I remember you saying that and you really need to start listening to your body, like me as well. And everyone out there, I find that when senior students are studying, they think that they'll get the most out of their study periods when they try to push their limits. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be working hard. I just think we need to consider when we are doing this and for how long for. So like, you know, you were trying to study at 9 p.m. Like for me, I don't normally do that just like unless I've had, I haven't been studying before that. But I really just think those, that time that we're resting is just equally as important and personally I feel like I do better in a sack when I'm well rested and had that break that most people probably feel guilty about yeah 100% and I guess those breaks will start to look a whole lot different as we are now approaching freedom (laughs) with the restrictions (laughs) um so Emily what's the first thing you'll do out of ISO I love the new ISO slang but anyways um the first thing I'll do is probably go out with the gals you might cop an invite maybe not not sure yet Thanks for the heads up. Um, I'll probably try and book my driver's test, which is going to be extremely stressful experience as like half of Victoria year 12s are probably trying to do that at the same time. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. And I feel like going along with our class and like going along with our class of 2020 timeline, what mm-hmm. does our future look like? Mm, I think the biggest thing to focus on right now is that our future does still belong to us. And if yeah. we approach it, from, I guess, the mental fitness element, we can still achieve the goals that we'd envisioned. Definitely. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up here, but first we would just want to end with a little shout out to the class of 2020 and we can't wait to see you guys again soon. Yeah, me too. And thanks for listening to us with Project Loud. Welcome back to Sienna Cast. I'm Minna Jewell coming to you from my house in isolation and I am joined by Bronwyn Islet coming to you also from my house in isolation. And we are here this morning to have a bit of a conversation about our experience teaching online and what that's been like for the both of us. So we know that um, lots of our students are sharing their experiences about being a student online and we thought it would be um, an interesting perspective for us to be able to share our experiences of teaching online and some of the benefits that have come out of that but also some of the things that we've found challenging throughout this time. So Mina, let's have a chat. What What have been some of the things that you have found challenging about teaching from home? Definitely the thing I have found the most challenging has been the inability to see my students. Um, I teach biology, which is a really content heavy subject 
and I rely on um, lots of those little cues people give you um, when they've understood something or when they haven't understood something. So for me, the biggest challenge has been um, not having those little moments in a class where a student might um, roll their eyes because they haven't understood something or look disengaged. Um, I've really had to rely heavily on the chat function of Microsoft Teams to be able to check in with understanding. And whilst that has been useful, it's just not the same. So definitely my, my biggest challenge has been not having um, those little incidental moments where you know that a student's gotten something or you know that they need a little bit more time on a concept. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that. And I've also found that, again, because we can't see the girls, I often find when girls come into my classroom, I can get a sense of how they're travelling through the day. So I can see if they look um, like they look tired. I can see if they look um, upset. I can see if they're really jovial and, and obviously had a really good day. So it's really um, challenging to start a class blind um, not being able to really get a sense of how they are but I have discovered I guess through tone of voice I do get a sense of how people are traveling and that's been really nice so even though it's not the same it's not that really visual and instant um, clue as to how the girls are um, very early on in the lesson as I'm taking the role I can actually get a sense of if they've just woken up um, if they're feeling um, really good um, or if they're feeling like they're just sort of going through the motions of the day. So that's been a challenge, but also, I guess, something that's kind of surprised me. Something else I found um, challenging, but we've been able to build over time, has been the conversation that we have with our classes being online. Like I said, bio is a really content-heavy subject and it relies a lot on kids asking questions um, to consolidate their understanding. And I think... Being online, interestingly, uh, I think students have felt less like they can participate. Maybe they feel more like they're interrupting if they ask a question rather than um, asking questions to sort of consolidate knowledge and start conversation. I found I've had to really um, push for people to make comments, to ask questions, to interrupt me. Um, and I found it hard to balance that time you spend actually talking and teaching um, I found it hard to balance that in with time for conversation and questions which I actually thought would almost be the opposite because you can hide behind your screen a little bit and you don't have to um, you know it's not as obvious that you haven't understood something perhaps if you're asking it remotely so I think that was an unexpected challenge yeah, I found it's really varied from class to class, but I have found, um, again, quite a delightful surprise is that I'll often find students who may not necessarily ask a question in class might be inclined to type a question into the chat. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that because it's been, um, I guess, the student's way of saying to me that they're not understanding something or they need clarification. And I guess I've seen within those students um, an increased ability to take a bit of initiative and to say, I don't understand. And there's no one else for me to ask right now. I can't turn to anyone next to me and just clarify things. And mm -hmm. so I think in some ways it's actually forced girls to ask um, more questions, which I have appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really kind of let me know how they're actually traveling through the unit of work or through that particular task in a class. Um, so that's been good. Um, 
I think the other thing that I have um, found surprising but also really enriching is the way in which our school's been able to continue to function. Um, and while it's been in a different way, it's actually um, many of the elements of school that we love and that we actually are really enriched by have now been um, incorporated into our phase two of remote learning. So um, we're both involved in the SRC um, and we also obviously um, work with our girls on SiennaCast. Um, I also have our Eco Warriors group running as well. And all of those meetings still take place. So we're actually all still coming together. We're working on interest projects. Um, staff have a liturgy on a Thursday morning and um, we meet together every Thursday morning and we pray and we have Bible readings and um, actually spend time in community together. So I think the things that kind of nurture my spirit and the things that actually um, enhance my days at Siena have still been able to happen and that's been um, a really lovely surprise because I thought initially that we would really become very mechanical and I thought that we would actually just be teaching um, and that you know our, our life and roles as teachers would just be about the delivery of content and I've um, loved the fact that we've been able to find new ways and interesting ways to come together um, and share time with each other and, and I have really loved that. I know it's made a massive difference in my working week um, and particularly on particular days if I know that that group's coming up I'm really looking forward to getting together with those girls and I think it's been good for girls to be able to come together in groups that are not just their class groups or their friendship groups um, but to join together in groups across the school as well. Yeah I absolutely agree I think the fact that we've really been able to capture that spirit of Siena um, online has been such a lovely surprise. Like you, I thought that our experience would be mostly teaching, but it's really nice that we've been able to um, translate some of that spirit that we have when we're at school um, and people have been able to feel that through all of those different clubs, through the SRC, the Writers Club, Eco Warriors, through the um, liturgies that we have been holding as staff, through our house meetings that staff have. It's been really nice to, to share those moments. Um, and I think for me, it's really validated that idea, that connection is just at the heart of what we do as teachers, but also what um, what drives us as humans. I think the the more connected you are to a community or a group of people or something that you're nurturing, the better off your well being is. The better off you are to be able to either do your job or to learn. Um, so yeah, being able to capture that spirit and feel that connection has definitely been a, a source of motivation for me and has come as a really pleasant surprise. I guess yeah. um, what I am curious to know about your experience teaching has been how you've navigated um, those times where maybe we aren't feeling as motivated. I know a lot of the conversations we've had with our students have been about motivation and staying motivated and staying on track. And I think it's also um, important for them to know that teachers experience that as well. It's, you know, we get to walk into a classroom and we almost put on like a game face. You know that you're there, you know you have to teach that content, you get through that lesson. But behind that is a whole a heap of motivation and preparation and, and a lot goes into those lessons. And that's something I found difficult to manage as well, being at home is I'm really just relying on myself to motivate me. So yeah. I empathize with them when they say I'm not motivated and I'm struggling yeah. today like I get that have you experienced yeah. that as well 
Yeah, I have. And again, it reminds me that when we come together in a physical space, there's a lot of energy that's created and a lot of energy that's shared um, amongst the participants in that room. So again, it, it very much is a case of if you're feeling a bit flat or a bit low or struggling with motivation, um, you don't have a lot of sources to actually um, get more energy from. And so that is really challenging. Uh, and so that sense of being disconnected is sometimes um, really exaggerated, I guess. Mm. Um, I think what you're saying is really true, but I think the, the ways that I've sort of um, been able to, to deal with that is just to talk about that with my girls. So I've actually, often I've said to them, give me, you know, out of 10, how are you traveling today? And someone will really honestly say, well, I'm at a five. Um, and then we can have a bit of a discussion, look, I know about that because that's how I was feeling yesterday. Or and, and often there's not necessarily a reason why people are feeling like that. It just might be because it is, you know, how it is that day. And, and so I guess being able to share that with our students and let them know that, yeah, we're actually feeling the same sorts of challenges and struggles that they're feeling as well. Um, that's helped me because I think in lots of ways it just um, really brings us together and again shows that as human beings we all have those those challenges. It doesn't matter if you're a student or an adult or mm. a teacher or a, you know um, whatever role you're actually performing it, it impacts on all of us. I think that's a really good point that you make um, and in, in closing that idea of coming together obviously we're recording this after Dan Andrews has made the announcement <clears throat> excuse me, that we're um, headed back to school. We're being joined by our 11s and 12s in the next few weeks and then our 7s to 10s will join us um, a little bit after that. How are you feeling about getting back into the classroom and being with your, um, your colleagues and your students again? Um, look, I have really mixed emotions. I'm excited um, to get back together um, I'm happy I'll be sharing an office with you again very soon. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, and I really look forward to being able to see our students and to be at school with them. Um, so I think that will be really lovely. Talking to some of my students, again, we've been able to relate to the fact that we're all, we all now realise what we're about to miss as well. So we sort of talked about, well, you're going back to school is going to be lovely, but gee, it's cold and it would be nice if we could just be in our warm, comfy clothes, um, get up and have a snack when we felt like it, those sorts of things. So um, I'm very much looking forward to being back in community, physical community with um, the Siena staff and students. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of um, living out the lessons of this time. So I've had a lot of time to think about um, the way in which we are living and to think about the impact that that's having on the world around us. And I'm really hopeful that um, I know from conversations with staff and students that that has been a realisation for them as well. So I'm actually really hopeful that when we return to school, we can actually um, take the lessons and the learnings at this time and live them out in a new way um, when we re-enter our time back at Siena. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I um, am really looking forward to getting back to school. I definitely am someone who thrives off having a really clear sense of purpose um, and I enjoy being busy to an extent. So I'm really looking forward to being back in that capacity. Um, but like you, I'm really keen to adopt some of the changes that we've had to make more permanently into my life. Um, I've really enjoyed 
being at a slower pace while I'm at home and and having some time up my sleeve to do things like cook a really nice dinner and spend time reading when I normally wouldn't get the chance. Um, I've definitely found new ways of exercising that I wouldn't normally um, do, so that's been really lovely as well. So I'm excited to get back, but I'm also really eager to find ways to embed some of the changes that I've made more permanently. Um, I'm definitely going to miss the sleep-in that I've been able to have. Um, I'm not looking forward to the travel time. I've really enjoyed getting that hour of my day back. Uh, And I'm certainly going to miss having um, my lovely golden retriever as a leg warmer while I'm in meetings. But um, he has definitely ruled the roost and he's getting a dog door installed next week. And he's not normally inside when we're at school, but he will be from now on. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to embedding some of those practices. um, But I am looking forward to seeing everybody and and sharing an office with you again. Okay, so um, thank you so much for um, our time together this morning, Minna, and um, thanks for sharing your experiences of teaching remotely. Um, And perhaps next time we're doing this, we'll actually be in a podcast booth together. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much, Bronnie. It's been awesome to spend some time with you, and we hope that uh, anyone listening has been able to get a bit of an insight into what life has been like for a teacher over the last few weeks. Thank you.